Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, today I want to touch on something that is both a mental health topic and a Turner Syndrome topic. So I get asked all the time how to be more confident as a woman with Turner Syndrome and I feel like a lot of the things I want to talk about and the tips that I might have while I'm specifically talking about as a woman with Turner Syndrome I feel like they're really going to apply to anybody trying to have more confidence. Um, I, I feel like these are just kind of the base things that I have found help me the most to be more confident and I hope they help because they have sure made a world of difference with me. And to give you a little backstory for me, I have not always been a super confident person and if I'm being honest, I'm still not fully where I'd like to be as far as confidence goes. Still something I'm working on too. In the way you see me now, it's after a lot of work. It's after a lot of processing. It's after a lot of having a lot of struggles with that and honestly not knowing where to even start because all of the tips of how to be more confident kind of always fell flat for me. Like a lot of what I was seeing was like, well, okay, yeah, I, I get that head-wise, but how do I actually practically apply that? And I feel like a lot of the conversations around self-confidence can feel that way. A lot of what I have seen posted about having more self-confidence has come from a just, just believe in yourself. Just embrace yourself. And while you may hear me say some variation of those in this video, that's easier said than done when you are in the deep deep struggle of embracing who you are as an individual and feeling confident in the ways that you are different than others. And I think having Turner Syndrome gives us a unique experience of that because it's it's a tight group. It's a very unique group and there's not really another group that'll know this struggle. Unfortunately, it's so unique that that can feel kind of isolating and make you feel even more different than others and maybe not in a good way. So for that reason, the first thing I want to talk about is really just learning the things you love about yourself. A lot of self-confidence comes from your self-talk. It comes from what you're saying to yourself. And if you make it a practice to over and over again, remind yourself of the things that you do really love, really enjoy and are proud of about yourself, not having pride in a prideful way, but just things that you feel really confident in about yourself, things you know you're really good at. And if you have trouble making that list, I would encourage you to one, physically write it down, things you feel good about, things that you like about yourself, things that you feel confident in, things you feel like you're good at and you do well in. And if you have trouble making that list, I'd say that's that's the place to start. Why do you have trouble making that list? And where can you go from there to shift that? And honestly, it can help give you a lot of perspective when you're making that list to ask 
others that know you really well, not like take a big group survey of what do you think I'm good at, but just ask one or two people around you, hey, what kind of things do you see me do that you really think I'm good at? If you are really stuck, of course, I want you to come back to what you yourself find confidence in and what you feel good about. But I totally understand a moment where you are struggling doing that for yourself. And that's what our friends and family are for, right? To be there for us. So ask one or two people that you're really super close with that know you really, really well if you're having trouble making that list. I would say a good number for the list would be like five things. Five things that you feel really confident in that you feel like you're good about, good at, or that you really like about yourself. One of those two. And keep it where you see it. Either in a notebook you use all the time, put it in post-its around your mirror, put it somewhere that it will help you remember and be accessible for the times when you're struggling. So the next thing I want to talk about is affirmations. That might sound similar to the first thing, but this is really practicing just in general positive affirmations and not just in what you think about yourself, but what you see yourself doing. I will do this or I can do this. I am doing these good things that I really like. Reminding yourself of that is huge and I know for me, the biggest hurdle is having that be my self-talk because I'm my own worst critic. I'm really good at negating any positive I see in something I've done and really quickly tearing myself down or discounting my own ability, my, my own accomplishments that I've done. And this can help you train your brain to have that be where you go to instead of the negative. To have the positive be your normal mindset instead of the negative. This doesn't mean you're rainbows, sunshines, puppy dogs, all the time, 24-7, you never have a negative thought in your mind. But this just means your first instinct isn't to immediately tear something down. It's not immediately running to the negative rather than no negative at all. There's a difference and it's important. So have some sentences you write each morning or however often you feel like would be helpful. You can either repeat the sentences each time or maybe you come up with them in the moment, just things that you're thinking about that's relevant to what's going on in your life right then. But write however many sentences you feel like would be good and take some minutes to reflect on that. This can be something where you you pray over it. This can be something where you have certain times and that's your time of reflecting on it. You can do the post-it notes thing too with these and it's just a reminder. And I myself have done a lot of praying for God to help me do this when I don't know how to reframe something when <laughs> I'm feeling kind of stuck. I I do pray over what I should say, what I should be thinking. I pray for him to help me switch my mindset and to have my thoughts be his thoughts because if there's a whole lot of amazingness that comes with it. So that is 
another thing that I feel like is hugely, hugely helpful. Okay, so the next thing I specifically want to look at the things that make us really different. The things that are hard to be that confident in, particularly, rather than just in general, everybody has insecurities. And I guess this kind of is going to be where it gets super Turner Syndrome specific because I want to speak to some of these. And it's really about reframing it, reframing your thought about it, and embracing it. A lot of processing and coping through the struggles with Turner Syndrome is remembering that it's not something that's happening to you. That you do have power to change your mindset and see it differently and you are not helpless in it. There's so much that we don't have control over and I, I don't mean that that's not the case. But we have control over our mindset with it. We have control over our reaction to it and how we handle it. And things like being really short, things like infertility, things like weight struggles that come with the Turner Syndrome diagnosis, <laughs> things like a million doctor's appointments, things like being dependent on medicine, all of that can be areas of insecurity. Um, I, I know they have been for me all through my life. And I, at almost 30 years old, have just gotten to the point where I feel like I've gotten a decent handle on that. Not that I'm completely past it, but I, I finally stopped seeing it as something that defined me. And I started seeing it more as pieces of me that made me unique that I could embrace. Yes. I'm very, very short. Almost always the shortest person in the room. And there's a whole lot of struggles that come with that too. But the, the flip of that is literally no one I know would change that about me. And I know that they actually like that about me and think it's cute. So I don't have to think that they're thinking anything bad about me because of it. They aren't. And, and remembering that and just embracing yes I'm I'm short it's me that's just a part of me that's one piece of who I am that's reality that's one piece of what makes me me that's not all of me but that's one piece of what makes me me and then you look at things like infertility wildly wildly emotionally difficult and also something that can be really really hard to navigate all of the possible options and treatments and things like that but I think the biggest insecurity with this one is still probably the one I struggle with the most um, just feeling insufficient in that way <laughs> feeling like my body's failing me or I'm failing because I should be able to do that and I can't and that's a really hard one to overcome that's something I've talked about a lot on my channel I have really struggled with that one and it's been a very long process and it's still something I'm working on healing but yeah it's a lifelong process to be quite honest. Uh, however, it is still a reframing thing. My body 
does not function that way. It's not by accident. It's not by mistake. It's not because I'm defective. It's not because I'm insufficient. I am made and functioning exactly the way God meant me to. There are things that come with that. There's painful parts of stuff. There's a journey that comes with it. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that that is exactly how God made my body to work. And when I thought about it that way, I can't even explain or put into words the difference it made for me because it it got me out of my own head about it. It, it made it so that it, again, wasn't something that was bad or was hindering me or happening to me. It was just a piece of how I was made. It's one piece that doesn't define me, but is one piece of what makes me who I am and what makes my story and my journey and my life unique and not like everybody else's. And that comes with things that look a lot different. Um, and I think that type of reframing takes a long time, but again, putting reminders in place for myself has been like the biggest thing I have ever done. <laughs> Making sure I slowed down and reminded myself when I have those moments where I'm thinking that way, it made it a lot easier to not go there all the way the next time or get myself out of it quicker and remind myself. And to be honest, these types of things, whether it's something that you have felt bullied about, whether it's something that you just feel really insecure about and are struggling with, you do have to give yourself time to grieve certain things that come with Turner Syndrome. Things that are going to be like an insecurity, but at the same time are things that you need to grieve, like infertility. Infertility has that double-edged sword. And it, things like medicine, being dependent on medicine, having lots of doctor's appointments, having lots of testing you have to get done, having that be such a big aspect of your life and having to stay committed to that and put in the time for all of that and everything that comes with it, that can be an insecurity on top of something you have to grieve and just let yourself feel however you're going to feel about it. And I, I think those types of things have made the absolute biggest difference. For me, trying to have more self-confidence, particularly when it comes to Turner Syndrome. Um, I think, like I said, a lot of these tips you kind of can apply to anything you would be insecure about, whether it was Turner's or not. But that's just within that context that I wanted to show it. I hope this really helped you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.